The Big Scary Show is brought to you in part by Dark Imaginings. Web design, creepy changing portraits, and much, much more. DarkImaginings.com For the deepest, darkest clues, to the backwoods swamp near the bottom, to the inside of your casket, to the fears lying deep inside your subconscious, it's time for the Big Scary Show. My name is Sherry Grosso with Arx Mortis in Killen, Alabama, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Shannon Hops with Still Be Studios and Dark Hour Haunted House in Plano, Texas. You are listening to The Big Scary Show. This is Jen from Horrorgasm San Diego, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hello, creeps. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of... The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and you're listening to The Big Scary Show, the top podcast in the industry. <laughs> Hi, this is Lassie from Ghostly Grove in Pinckney, Michigan. You are listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, my name is Danielle from Wyandotte, um, JC's Haunted House in Wyandotte, Michigan, and you're listening to The Big Scary Show. Hi, this is Carrie from Spectral Illusions. You're listening to The Big Scary Show. You're listening to The Big Scary Show with three big scary men and one that wears more makeup than I do. Hi folks, Drew Badger here. Welcome to The Big Scary Show, episode 263. The weather is heating up, it's getting closer to summer, and you know what that means. We only have to get through summer until the fall comes around. It's almost June, and it's almost only four months until October. Where is the time flying? But because it is getting warmer outside, the Big Scary Show is certainly heating things up as we move deeper into build season. We've got a lot of things going on. First of all, we have an exclusive interview with Chris Zorowski of the Midwest Haunters Convention, an extended interview, you might say, talking about all things MHC, which is happening in just a couple of short weeks up in Chicago. If you've been on the fence about going to Midwest Haunters Convention this year, listen to this interview, folks. I think we'll convince you to go. Storm will be ranting about cursed Indian idols, Meat Hook Jim will be talking about Anglo-Saxon torture and execution methods. The Old Crone is back, talking about background checks. Very important these days to make sure your actors are who they say they are and all that. We might just have a gruesome giveaway winner for the month of May. You'll have to stick around and find out who that is. And I'll be reading you the latest in Deadline News. 
The Roundtable of Terror talks about haunt spouses. There's an old saying that goes along the lines, behind every successful man there is a strong woman. And we talk to the wives of several haunt owners and how they work with their partners in the haunted attraction. Whether they're co-owners, whether they're managers, whether they take care of everybody and everything going on in the haunt. Some of them are behind the scenes, some of them are up front with everything else. It is a fascinating conversation and makes you appreciate all the things that go on to run a successful haunt. You might want to tune into this one. It is a fascinating conversation. Plus, there's a chicken involved. All this and so much more here on episode 263 of The Big Scary Show. Stick around, folks. It's going to get hotter. The Midwest Haunters Convention returns to Chicago for a weekend of spooky thrills, chills, and fun. Join fellow haunters from all over as they descend on the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, June 11th and 12th. There will be vendors, classes, workshops, seminars, a tour of the 13th floor haunted house, and don't forget the famous MHC costume ball. Don't forget the pre-convention haunted house bus tour on June 10th as they visit the Massacre, Basement of the Dead, Evil Intentions, and Disturbia Haunted Houses. These tours are legendary, and you should register today. Sign up for classes, buy tickets, and get more info for the 2022 Midwest Haunters Convention returning to Rosemont, Illinois, June 11th and 12th at MidwestHauntersConvention.com. That's MidwestHauntersConvention.com. Twitch of the Death Nerve. The first motion picture to require face-to-face warning. Every ticket holder must pass through the theater's final warning station. We must warn you face-to-face. Warning. Diabolical. Fiendish. Savage. Twitch of the death nerve. You may not walk away from this one. Midnight Syndicate. Vampire on the Big Scary Show.
Good evening. My name is Deadfield, the zombie butler. Visit me and all my friends here at vfxcreates.com and check out the new Putrid Pete, the zombie puppet. We have several new products that you might want to see. <laughs> see you soon at vfxcreates.com Music by Midnight Syndicate Greetings, listeners, and welcome. Watch out. Don't trip over that torso. It's time for Between the Corpses. Greetings, listeners. Meat Hook Jim here. And on this episode of Between the Corpses, we are going to talk about the torture and execution practices of the Anglo-Saxons. With no written records, we can only speculate about the lives of the Anglo-Saxons. Were unusual burials a form of execution or an innocent custom? By any measure, it was a terrible way to die. The woman was thrown on top of a coffin and apparently held down by her executioners as a heavy stone was placed on the small of her back. She was buried alive. Archaeologists found her skeleton with leg bones kicked back and elbows raised, as though trying to push herself upward. Her fists were clenched in a hopeless attempt to scrabble free. Found in an Anglo-Saxon cemetery at Sewerby, East Yorkshire, this grave remains one of the most extraordinary archaeological leg legacies from Britain in the Dark Ages. Some historians have speculated that she committed some heinous crime against the woman lying in the coffin below, possibly murder, and that the face-down position of the body is significant. In the majority of known post-Roman burials, the corpse is laid out straight on its back. There are some rarer instances of crouched and side-on internments, such as those at Circinchester, Ilchester, and Cannington, England, but it is difficult to gauge whether these were done to local custom or had specific significance. An Anglo-Saxon culture spread across Britain. It appears that face-down burials notably at Poundbury, Ilchester, Lankhills, Radley, and Sirenchester, began to emerge. The graves seemed relatively well furnished with possessions needed for the afterlife. They were not dug on the edges of burial grounds, a location that might have suggested the dead were outcasts. Other possibilities is that face-down corpses were sacrifices, perhaps to provide spiritual servants for a dead nobleman or leader. Was a Surabi woman buried in this way to ensure that she would become a slave in the next world? Evidence suggests that human sacrifice was a part of early Anglo-Saxon Britain. At Lankhills, for existence, three decapitated skeletons were located near graves which either were rich in terms of grave goods or ritually unusual. At Poundbury, 
a concentration of three decapitated bodies was found well to the west of the main cemetery area. Whether these people were outcasts, sacrificial victims, or executed criminals remains to open to debate. Rather more conclusive is the evidence from Sutton Hoo, the richly furnished enigmatic cemetery in Suffolk that demolished the once common view that early Anglo-Saxon culture was primitive. A 7th century ship was buried there, remarkable both for what it contained, beautifully worked weapons and jewelry, and what it did not, the remains of a corpse. Academically and forensic scientists suggest or suspect that this amazing tomb once housed a body, perhaps that of a king, which, was, which over the years dissolved into the cemetery's acidic sand. The discovery of three decapitated bodies nearby was most intriguing. Decapitation can somehow sometimes be explained as a way of freeing the body's spirit after death. In this case, however, the bodies were found with their hands tied behind their backs, which surely indicates, indicates they were executed. The perennial problem for archaeologists trying to understand religious belief and justice in the Dark Ages lies in the sheer diversity and mingling of cultures. The Anglo-Saxons, arriving from Northern Europe, may have brought their own set of values, but the population would also have to embrace Celtic and Roman laws, both of which may have been influence on the native customs. The big picture of a moral code in England only begins to emerge after the arrival of Christianity and a return to written records. Now, uh, you know, what can I say? I'm not going to mince words. That was okay. But we'll catch you on the next episode. Hello everyone, it's Drew Badger. This is Deadline News for episode 263. And yet again, we're going to start off with some sad news from one of our own. This comes to us via Travis Bowling. The American Horrorplex in Louisville, Kentucky is sad to report the passing of actor Corey Sandlin of Georgetown, Indiana at the all-too-young age of 33. He had been an actor for over 15 years at Culbertson Mansion Haunted House and the American Horrorplex. He was even featured in the Book of Haunters Volume 2 with his character, Metalmouth. He passed peacefully in his sleep from complications from brain tumors. He leaves behind a mother, aunt, and siblings. The Big Scary Show sends its deepest condolences to the family and friends of Corey Sandlin and the American Horrorplex and offers up this moment of silence. On a little lighter note, we have this news from Midnight Syndicate. It's our 25th anniversary and we want to thank you. We're giving away our first fan-selected Best Of album and relaunching Legions of the Night, a fan community that will be the primary place to get exclusive content, giveaways, live streams, behind-the-scenes material, merch, and so much more going forward. 
It's completely free to join. To be a part of it, you simply need to sign up at legions.midnightsyndicate.com. As a thank you for joining, we're offering a free starter pack with exclusive merch, including the first ever Legions of the Night Volume 1 album on CD and digital download. It's a compilation of favorites as chosen by you, and it's only Volume 1. If you're a fan of Midnight Syndicate, we think you'll really enjoy what we have planned with Legions in the coming years. Additionally, if you have any suggestions, merch ideas, live stream ideas, etc., that you'd like to see, you will have the chance to let us know. We're building this new Legions of the Night for you and want to be able to offer new special and exclusive opportunities that you want, as well as the chance to have a say in future Syndicate offerings and more. While some of this is new for us, we are very excited because after 25 years, we're opening a new chapter in the Midnight Syndicate story, and we hope you'll be a part of it. Again, get more information at legions.midnightsyndicate.com. We have this update to Spooky Empire coming to Orlando, Florida. You won't be falling asleep after you hear our next guest announcement, Heather Langenkamp will be joining us at Spooky Empire June 17th through the 19th at the Wyndham Orlando Resort. Heather Langenkamp is known for her iconic role as Nancy Thompson in A Nightmare on Elm Street, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, Heather Langenkamp in Wes Craven's A New Nightmare, and Marie Lubbock in the hit TV show Just the Ten of Us, as well as The Butterfly Room, Star Trek Into Darkness, Truth or Dare, the series Growing Pains, and so much more. Our list is growing. If you haven't purchased your tickets and reserved your rooms yet, what are you waiting for? Get more information at SpookyEmpire.com. We have this update from the Scarefest coming to Lexington, Kentucky. Scarefest 14 is excited to welcome Lance Henriksen. Henriksen is known for his work in various science fiction, action, and horror films, such as that of Bishop in the Alien film franchise and Frank Black in Fox television series Millennium. He also appeared as Vukovic in The Terminator, Chains Cooper in Stone Cold, as starred as Ed Harley in the cult horror film Pumpkinhead. Henriksen played the android Bishop in Cameron's film Aliens and as Bishop's unnamed designer in Alien 3. He also played Charles Bishop Whalen, the man of whom Bishop was based in Alien vs. Predator. He played the vampire leader Jesse Hooker in Catherine Bigelow's cult film Near Dark, and so much more. Tickets and more information about Scarefest 14 can be found at scarefestweekend.com. We have an update from Monster Palooza coming to Pasadena, California. Meet Tom Savini. June 3rd through the 5th at Monster Palooza, with a resume including Dawn of the Dead, Creep Show 1 and 2, From Dusk Till Dawn, Grindhouse, Machete, and so much more, you do not want to miss your chance to meet this special effects master. Returning to the Pasadena Convention Center June 3rd through the 5th, get your tickets now. For tickets and more info, visit monsterpalooza.com spring. We have this update to Days of the Dead coming to Indianapolis. It is with great pleasure that we announce the addition of actor Doug Bradley to the guest roster for Days of the Dead Indianapolis, happening July 22nd through the 24th at the Indianapolis Marriott East. A modern horror icon with no need for introduction, 
Doug Bradley is the chilling face behind one of the most recognizable faces in cinema, Pinhead. Aroli has played eight times in the Hellraiser franchise. He's also appeared in such films as Nightbreed, Book of Blood, Wrong Turn 5, Bloodlines, and more. Tickets and more info for Days of the Dead Indianapolis can be found at daysofthedead.com. And finally, we have this news regarding Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. This comes to us via disneyparks.disney.go.com. Join some favorite Disney characters for an evening of spirited fun. Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party returns to the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World for 37 select nights from August 12th until October 31st. The party will feature trick-or-treating at locations throughout the park, as well as the Mickey Boo to You Halloween Parade, the Sanderson Sisters in the iconic Hocus Pocus Villains Spectacular Stage Show, a 50th anniversary exclusive photo op, and exclusive event entertainment, including the Haunted Mansion Graveyard Grave Diggers. Get your favorite costume ready. Come collect candies and treats while Magic Kingdom Park thrills and chills you with the eerie entertainment, delightful attractions, and some beloved Disney characters. Best of all, this event is not so scary, so children of all ages can join in the fun. Tickets are available through DisneyWorld.Disney.Go.com. Remember, folks, if you have news in the haunted house, Halloween, or horror industries, and you want it on the show, email it to us, news at bigscaryshow.com, and we'll get it on the show. No news is too big or too small. This concludes this edition of the Big Scary Show's Deadline News. <laughs> Want to take your haunt to a new dimension of terror? Then let Dark Imaginings conjure up some ghoulish graphics and web design services for your home, haunt, or crypt. Mm. To see more of our products and services, drop by darkimaginings.com. Let us help you get ahead of your competition. <laughs> Broadcasting to you from the darkest regions of the Earth. This is a Haunt Minute. And now, with this week's commentary, Storm. Alright, so last week there's a theft at a temple in India. Um, a bunch of little metal idols were stolen, you know, Indiana Jones style, that type of thing. Uh, happens more often than you actually think. However, what doesn't happen is that most of the idols got returned. Uh, that's right, this week, um, one of the proprietors of the temple comes in and finds a bag, and almost all the idols are returned with a note saying, Here, we're giving them back. We want the nightmares to stop. It's, yeah, I mean, they didn't go into any detail exactly what the nightmares were, but yes, they want the nightmares to stop. They want to be able to eat and sleep in peace again. Um awesome story 
a lot of times, you know, we wish that this could happen with haunts. Uh, because the first thing you learn when you start building and designing a haunt is you need to wire everything down. Glue it down, wire it down, nail it down, whatever, because it's going to walk away. You know, one of my first scenes I was building, uh, we had this really neat meat locker freezer thing and big meat counter. You had all these arms and legs and stuff, and I had to spend a, a very hot summer day doing little wire things to wire them in. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. But it's true because I watched that scene and yes, your patrons try and walk away with it. If only our stuff could actually be cursed and haunted. So that when a patron did steal from your haunt, you know, the nightmares would make them return it. And boy, the marketing you could get for that. Just think about that. Yeah, my haunt's so scary. You have nightmares if you actually steal anything from here. Awesome cursed haunt. So until next time, keep every minute scary. Tune in next episode for another Haunt Minute. Hi, this is Josh Gates from Travel Channel's Expedition Unknown, reminding you to send all hate mail to storm at bigscaryshow.com. And ladies and gentlemen, let's see if you have been listening carefully to the previous show. It is time to see if we have a winner for the May gruesome giveaway sponsored by our good friends at ScreamlineStudios.com. If you didn't win this month, you can either enter next month or go to ScreamlineStudios.com and get your Halloween and haunt supplies today. We asked a question in the last show. We got a slew of people responding to it. We randomly selected a caller or a person who is now on the line, random caller. What is your name? Where are you located? Jason Beavers from West Frankfort, Illinois. West Frankfort, Illinois. That's in the southern part of the state? Yes. What are you near? Uh, SIU Arena or uh, college. Okay, that's Southern Illinois University. Yes. Do you work on the campus? You're a student or anything like that? No, I'm just a mailman. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no such thing as just a mailman. You're a valuable public servant, and yeah. we appreciate that. Well, Jason Beavers of West Frankfort, Illinois, let me ask you a couple of quick legal questions before we find out if you are the winner. Question number one, have we encouraged you to call in at any particular time other than to tell you to call in right now? No. All right. Question number two, have you tried to bribe us or persuade us to select your entry out of all those we received? No. Well, Jason Beavers, if I remember the question correctly, the question for the May gruesome giveaway was, at the end of the last round table of terror, I happened to mention that one of our guests had used a very unusual word twice during the conversation, and I think it was the first time we had ever used that word in 10 years of podcasting. What was that particular word? Neurodivergence. 
It was neurodivergence. That is absolutely correct. I had to look it up. Webster says it's differing in mental or neural functions to what is considered normal. And I think that describes a lot of us in the Halloween and haunted house industry. <laughs> so, but the bigger, bigger yes. news here, other than the fact I learned a new word, is that you are the winner for the May gruesome giveaway. Awesome. This is my first time entering. <laughs> oh, and, and hey, you're batting a thousand here. So, um, awesome. Jason, do you work in the industry? Do you have a haunt, work for a haunt, own a haunt, home haunt, or yard display or anything like that? Uh, I've got a home haunt that I do called Twisted Acres. Twisted Acres. Does it have a, a social media page or website where you can plug it? No, it sure doesn't. Not yet. <laughs> I, I'm scared of computers. Okay. Well, some of us are too. So, But um, that's awesome. So if you're in the southern Illinois area in the vicinity of West Frankfurt, look for his home haunt. How many uh, people do you have every year coming to visit? Uh, it's been going since 2010, and it's been getting bigger every year. Uh, I have between three and 400 people. So. Wow. Very nice. I'm sure, are you that guy in the neighborhood? That guy in this town. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on the line. We'll get some shipping information from you. And I want to once again thank Screamline Studios for providing such fantastic prizes. And I also want to congratulate one more time Jason Beavers of West Frankfurt, Illinois, the May Gruesome Giveaway winner. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, if you didn't win this month, please enter next month and every month of the year because we'll be doing a gruesome giveaway next month for the month of June here on The Big Scary Show. Enter the haunted world of Fright Find and discover an environment dedicated to promoting your haunt. Target customers who will influence others on attending haunt attractions as Fright Find brings in scream seekers looking for haunted places, events, and accommodations of every sort. Various exposure options give you the ability to reach your audience throughout the year. Don't be afraid. Go to FrightFind.com now to add your haunt for free and see for yourself the difference Fright Find will make in your haunt listing. gentlemen it is the round table of terror here on the big scary show we're having a grand old time as we get into deeper and deeper build season everyone's working on their haunts everyone's getting the designs and the plans approved everyone's building and buying and all that good stuff all the haunt owners are busy a lot of the managers are busy a lot of the staff is busy but what about the spouses we want to talk to some folks who are maybe a little bit more behind the scenes. They're not the owners. They're not the managers. Maybe they're a co-owner. Maybe they're a general manager, co-general manager, whatever. But we don't want to talk to the owners. We want to talk to the people behind the owners who we all know, wink, wink, probably really run the haunt. 
But before we get started, we do want to mention that the Big Scary Show's Roundtable of Terror is very proudly sponsored by Haunt Pay. For all your ticketing needs, whether you need time ticketing, whether you need virtual queues, visit Alex and his staff at hauntpay.com and they will set you right up. I do not know if Haunt Pay is used at any of our guests' respective haunts tonight. Maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. But I do want to introduce our very fine guests that we have from all over the country representing various haunts. And we're going to start down in Plano, Texas, representing Dark Hour Haunted House. Many of you are familiar with Alan Hops and all the things that he's done. He's been on our show, oh gosh, about 400 times, I'm guessing, in the last 10 years. It seems that way. But his wife has also been on the show before as a guest on the roundtable, his lovely wife, Shannon. How are you, ma'am? I'm good, sir. Thank you. It is very, very good to have you back on the show and talking about this very important topic. We'd also like to move over a little bit to the east to Arcs Mortis Haunted Attraction in Killen, Alabama, and talk to Sherry Grosso. We had her husband Vinny on a few months ago. Sherry, how are you? Great. How are you guys doing tonight? We are doing very well. It is great to have you on the show, I believe, for the first time. So welcome. <laughs> and, and then we turn left and head due north up to Pinckney, Michigan and Ghostly Grove. We're going to speak to Lisa Wallace, a.k.a. Lassie, as many of you might know her as. She is the general manager up there at Ghostly Grove. Lassie, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? Oh, it has been a long time since we have seen you. I think the last time we, we spoke was at uh, MHC in Columbus, perhaps the last year they were in Columbus. So welcome to the show for the first time. It's very good to see you. I like the long hair, by the way. Yes. You know, long yeah. hair representing. Uh, Jim, don't say anything. <laughs> anyway, I also want to introduce our great hosts out there up in Warwick, Rhode Island. We have Storm. Shout out to all the haunt widows and widowers who are rage listening to our show tonight. Down in Cincinnati, Ohio, we have the aforementioned Meat Hook Jim. Well, I got to say, all the haunt spouses here would probably appreciate the show I went to last night. I went and saw the Boulay Brothers Dragula live. Uh, oh my gosh, what an amazing show it was. We may, we may have to mention that a little later or talk off the air about that. Down in Fayetteville, Arkansas, we have Jonna, a.k.a. the Old Crone. How are you? Um, single. Well, I have, a, I have a gentleman friend. Let's say that. But uh, <laughs> we won't discuss where all of my exes are. <laughs> Texas, right? Well, let's that's just the, say six that's how the song goes. somewhere. <laughs> well, all I know is the song and nothing else. Moving along, my name is Drew Badger. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. The allergies are fast and furious going on right now. My car is currently covered in yellow and it just rained this afternoon. But anyway, ladies and guests, welcome to the show. Um, let's start with Shannon. Shannon, you work with Dark Hour Haunted House. Everybody is familiar with Dark Hour. We mention them on the news an awful lot. You do a lot of off-season things. You have a tremendous haunted house. I've been able to do a behind-the-scenes tour there. A lot of people are familiar with the work that Alan does, but what is some of the work that you do, whether behind the scenes or up front? Oh, well, um, if, if we're going to start with Dark Hour, the work that I do at Dark Hour is pretty much, I wear many hats. I act uh, when we've had a separate show there. I manage that show. I've uh, done cue acting. 
I run the VIP lounge. I've done um, admin work. I've done the laundry. I've done um, the meals for the team. Um, so I've managed the money. So it, it kind of is whatever dark hour or whatever. When we had our, our side show there, which was Terra Del Monstrum, um, either show what they need me to do. So I, I wear a lot of hats there. And then for Silby Studios, I work, Alan and I work together and uh, I run the website, I run the orders, I keep, um, keep him on task as far as you know, how many days we have till a certain event and, uh, and do the video and the photography for uh, the YouTube channel and for the website. And uh, I keep him vaccinated and fed. Uh, another thing that uh, you just recently did and you do several times a year, or I should say Alan does several times a year, is Monster Camp. Do you have a, a role in Monster Camp that he puts on? I started Monster Camp. Ah, very nice. Monster Camp was mine. Um, and that occurred because I had a martini in the hot tub one night and the muse was upon me. And I thought this would be a great place for a school. And I created a school. And that is truly... <laughs> what a shameful thing to say, but it's truly how, how the idea came about because he's done so many videos where he shows people, um, you know, how to, to, to make this and what have you until you do a hands-on sort of class. And it's, it's so hard for students to learn how to do things. So we said, let's start having classes here and let's see if anyone will come to this tiny little sit town we live in, in the middle of the woods in this log cabin, because we truly do live in a log cabin in the woods. And would people want to come to a fully immersive three-day workshop? And we have sold out every one. We just did our 12th. In two weeks, we'll do number 13. Two weeks after that, we will do 14. And they are, it's a, a great school. Very proud of it. As you should be. I see the uh, pictures. I've seen the pictures posted today or yeah. yesterday. Yeah, last night. Super impressive. Thank you. So. I, I don't know how you do it all, but I guess we'll talk about that more as we get into this. Um, going up to uh, Michigan, uh, Lassie, um, how about you? What do you do behind the scenes or not behind the scenes at Ghostly Grove? Um, very similar to Shannon. What the haunt needs is what I do, whether it's keeping um, our, our, adver our, our advertising deadlines um, on track, um, managing actors, makeup, uh, the costuming, uh, our, our actors, um, being a support to, to the owners as far as making sure what, what the haunt needs done or, or needs to be scheduled is actually taken care of and everyone is up to date on what needs to be done, who's taking care of what and things like that. Do you sit in hot tubs with martinis too? Um, not martinis. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you <Very> should. Nice. <laughs> beer. It sounds delightful. Beer works. But anyway, um, thank you, uh, Sherry. How about you? What are what are some of the things that you do behind the scenes or not behind the scenes at Arx Mortis? Oh, we've been, uh, Vinny and I have had haunted attractions for around 23 years now. And so that role has changed over the years. And it goes back to in the very beginning, 
I would help with the building and the running and the tearing down and working in the ticket booth. And I've worked inside the attractions and did a tour guide and, um, and all that. And then after the children started um, <clears throat> being birthed from my body, then I needed to take a step back. And there was one night specifically, I remember it was one of those uh, haunts we had. And I came to see him with the oldest daughter and I was big pregnant with the second daughter. And I said, Hey, I got to go because if I don't go home and get off my feet, then you're going to have to leave the haunt tonight to come witness your daughter's birth. So I went home and I pulled it out until the next day anyway. So unfortunately she was born in October, which is incredibly inconvenient, (laughs) but but, uh, she, uh, so that second kid was born then. And so I kind of took some time off and then we decided to try again, you know, for a boy and got twins. So you can relate to me on that one. So, (laughs) and uh, so that was, you know, four or five years of my life. So I really kind of had to step away during that time. And then when I came back in, I did a lot with uh, feeding the actors, providing the food and all that. I still do that to this day. Um, Every time we're open, there's food. They know when, when, when the phone call comes in and I cut and I say, Hey, I'm one minute out. Then they all come running, you know, and they start pulling food out of my car and all that. So I still do that. I run the ticket booth. Uh, we now have general manager, so I don't have to do anything like that. We've got um, we've got people that are over the actors, so I get to just kind of hang out with them, and I don't have to, you know, really like parent <laughs> or do any of that stuff. You know, I get to be just the fun hangout person and run the ticket booth. Um, we've also got for a long time. I ran our Facebook pages and. Um, you know, some of the other social media that we did, I still will do Instagram, but, um, you know, I'm kind of haphazard at that, I guess. And, um, um, but, but we've got other folks now that get to kind of, to, to do all those, you know, to those lines. And and I get to kind of sit back and just make sure that, you know, Vinny goes to work and does this thing every day. Actually, mainly what I do is I support him and I let him do what he loves to do and try to keep people, um, you know, um, going in the right direction to help him and um, unless, you know, try to line people up to help him from time to time and um, and mainly a lot of times just staying out of his way. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. I was going to ask how your role has evolved over the years. You've you've kind of answered that, but is there anything else? Um, I mean, I've done a lot of different things, you know, and like what what the other ladies were saying is, you know, doing the advertising and running the tickets and all that. And we, we, uh, we actually, I think we are going to try the haunt pay this year. I think that's next on our list to, to give a shot to. So shout out to haunt pay. We know something, (laughs) we we can help you on that. Right. Yeah. But I try to, I try to mainly stick to ticket booth at this point and, uh, and then just let Vinny do his thing and, uh, try to stay out of his way. (laughs) Uh, Lassie, how about you? How has your role evolved over the years? Um, I started out as a haunt actor and that naturally morphed into taking on a more managerial role, um, trying to set up systems for, you know, uh, safety and um, actor training classes. So that, you know, that... I've seen a lot of haunts that they get someone new, they put, they put someone in that spot and they say, scare people. That's not yes. fair. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I would see that and say, we can do a quick 
training and if and if we get enough of our our people that we've had for a long time trained then they can train you know we we can pair them with newbies so it's gone from an actor to kind of a, a a manager to a trainer and now here we are and kind now of, as gm you know, kind of still yeah. still wearing a lot of hats okay yeah. uh, you were at were you at the uh training thing we did in wixom michigan yeah. alan myself michael edwards bart butler i believe you were i and was. your husband was too yep um that okay. was uh, my first year as um an actor manager um at at uh the, the dark legacy company. yeah okay Just now, a few nice. i'd like to chime in and say something uh, and that is, I've got mad respect for the three of you because, you know, even though I, I own a traveling actor company and we go wherever, um, I spent four years at the Dent Schoolhouse and somebody made the food every weekend. And there's a lot of work that goes into that, ladies. And, you know, mad props to all three of you because you're feeding a bunch of hungry haunt actors and uh, they may not say it, but we all appreciate you. Do we have I, Shannon back now? I'm good. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Country oh, that's no problem. Um, I don't know if you caught the question, but we were just going to ask how your role has evolved over the years. I mean, were you working with Alan when he was managing Screams and then Dark Hour, or were you just with Dark Hour? How has your role progressed, grown, or otherwise over the years? Alan and I met in a haunted house on October 6th, 2001. Yes, I remember the date. <laughs> and we were married four years later and we almost got married in October. And so when we got, uh, but we got married, we were engaged and he put me in a zombie paintball cage. Um, yes, he did. Hey now. He gave me an engagement ring and then he put me in a zombie paintball cage. That was my <laughs> first time. Cause I was always going to haunted houses. That's how we met. And then when we got engaged, I went over to the other side into the working of it. And I have been working at a haunt season ever since, and we'll have been married 18 years this November. So I literally, thank you. I literally started uh, when we got engaged and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I must be out of my mind, but I'm going to do it. And I started working uh, on working the haunt instead of visiting the haunt like I did when I was single. And so I started with uh, being a greeter. Um, I, quickly became, um, like I said, doing, doing all the other things that, that needed to be done besides acting. I did, uh, um, you know, the managing people, scheduling, uh, managing of money, again, laundry, costumes, uh, everything. So he and I have been working side by side on this since really since we got engaged. And, and literally that was a change because I, before I would always go to the haunted houses as a very enthusiastic patron. And then when, when I, when we got together, I ended up on the other side and have been there ever since. So my job ended up being um, a partner. I've, I have not missed a haunt season since, and we, since we've been together and, and I learn something every year. Um, uh, one of the things I've, I learned is, you know, you take care of your people and they take care of the show. And it's a, it's a real honor. It is something I truly love to do. I did not know I would. And there are many times when I shake my head and I think I must be out of my mind, <laughs> but I, you know, you come back every October because it's, it's awesome. So yes, I, I just, I jumped in and we've, 
you know, we've been working side by side ever since. Excellent. I, I remember you taught a class years ago, Karen feeding of your monsters. Yes. Which I, which was the reason we brought you onto the round table a few years ago was because how do you take care of actors and, you know, go back through our archives and find that one folks, because there are some amazing tips, some amazing things. And, and, Boy, do I want to work for Dark Hour if, well, <laughs> if I, was I get taken care of like that. I was raised in a fire in a fire station in a firehouse, and so I'm accustomed to you, you cook people, you cook for people like you are. <laughs> yeah, cook people. You cook yeah. for people like they are gearing up for battle, and if you're not gearing up for a haunt night, I don't know what what a, I don't know a battle like haunt nights. So you cook for them. This isn't a time for salad. You cook for them like they're about to go to war because in a sense they are. Um, but it's also a lot of bonding and a lot of fun. Well, I, I won't make any comments about you dressing as a witch for a lot of your uh, costume balls and cooking people, but I can only imagine the cauldron you have in your log cabin in the woods. <laughs> it's epic. I have, a, I have a question for, for the ladies. Um, you know, hot season can be very stressful and there is a lot of work that goes into it before you ever open the door. But I have... Um, a couple of mentors of mine, husband and wife, who uh, shout out to Tim and Charlie Reed at Riverside um, Entertainment, who does Warehouse of Fears. But they make a point every year after haunt season is over that they go away together and do a vacation um, completely non-haunt related so that they can basically just reconnect as a couple. Do any of you have, um, have something to help you know, repair any stress or any cracks that may have occurred during hot season with, with your significant other. <laughs> oh, the silence. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we, uh, I'll start. So we, we do do, do a, usually a family thing after that. So we're very family oriented, obviously with, you know, four kids. And so we do a lot of things with our children and uh, we'll take a trip with them. We try to do something with them at least over the holidays. Um, this last, this last year in November, we all drove down to Austin, Texas to see my brother-in-law and his family. And, um, and we had a special, very special parting gift from that, which was the flu that we shared between all of us. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but, uh, but we do try to get away at least once during the summer. And I mean, it's just really hard because we have another business as well that is very much um, through the summer. And um, that's the, the Killing Time mini golf and all that. And so we, we start that end of March usually which is when our spring break is and then we run all the way through till September we kind of shut that down go right into haunt season run haunt season all the way through into November we have the big actor party and then when we're done we're just kind of one of those can we just sit on the couch and not talk to each other for a little while we start out with apologies like I'm sorry you know I can't be held responsible for anything I said during haunt season and then <laughs> And then we just, you know, go on. But I'm, I think a lot of these, um, these haunters are just so creative, such creative individuals. And um, I am not that I'm more of the more logical thinking and all that. And so I try to just let him do his creativity thing. But I think a lot of them, not only do they love haunted haunted house and Halloween and all that, but they love a lot of the holidays. Like, uh, like Vinny is really big into Christmas too. So he immediately like our house explodes in Christmas and all that. So that's kind of where we go from there. 
Um, we actually, um, when I'm not at the haunt, my other passion is I raise and, and show dogs. So the dogs don't really um, allow us um, a lot of chance to get away, but we kind of do the same thing. We, we stay home and we kind of just recharge from, from leaving it all at the haunt. And enjoy just being yeah. home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Being home is a good one. We love our home. Um, so for us, this is a very easy fix. Uh, there's, we don't have any desire to, to leave and go somewhere. The first weekend after the haunt season closes is the first weekend we have been home in months. So there's no better place than, than home for us. We love our home and we're always working to improve it. This is a, this was a project when we bought this place that we knew we were going to have to put a lot of years in to get it up to speed. And so it's a pleasure. It's something we enjoy, but it's our favorite place. Um, and you know, we might go fishing for a day or so, but we come home just to, just to have the pleasure of, of, you know, being in our house again. And for us, that's, that's like a birthday because we just, we haven't been home in, in a while. And, you know, you're coming home late in the middle of the night and you're back up and you're gone. And you, there's nothing for us better than just being home for a while. Amen. That's, that's my, it's my, it's our favorite place in the world. And so we'll, I'll, I'll be grilling and he'll be in the hot tub and we're just as, as content as can be cheap dates. And I'm telling you, it's the best. <laughs> and not to mention that we see that you uh, post a lot of videos on your dogs and cats. So you, you have a practically a zoo running around there. I'm not, I'm not the caliber of, of keeper that Sherry is. Sherry no, has I've, got, Sherry, Sherry's got Sherry an absolute, my, saf, you could go on safari at their place. You can probably, my, in the video, you can probably see the iguanas sitting up behind me. That's what's crawling around up there. <laughs> I love, I love when we, we went to Atrox, to, to Atrox and just, uh, not Atrox, I'm sorry, Arx Mortis. I'm looking, doing three different shows, right? <laughs> we went to Arx Mortis and uh, Sherry gave me this wonderful tour of their, their property. And, oh my gosh, the animals were so great. And I follow her faithfully because I never know what she's picking up. You know, Sherry's got a snake. Sherry's got a lizard. <laughs> and I never know what she's got. So I'm always cheery. That's so cool. Cause you have so many exotic pets and then, you know, you've just got this beautiful, beautiful place there. So I, I am currently I missing. I'm currently missing a rat snake in my home. I'm still hoping he'll turn up, but so hardcore Sherry. I love these it. things happen, you know. <laughs> we, have, we have snakes in our house too, but the cat brought it in. <laughs> so not not planned snakes. <laughs> no, no, we live in we live in the middle, we live in the sticks. And I'm telling you, they they things come in that I have no idea how they got in. Blame the cats. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the uh, possum that we picked up outside the side door a few days ago. Oh, and a uh, super cute little guy, but um, but Vinny said I couldn't keep it. God, Vinny, was <laughs> Vinny's busy with the build right now? How's he going to know? He won't know until November. By true, then true story. <laughs> <laughs> true story. But yeah, I mean, I love what. I love what they said is just, you know, hanging out at home. That's our favorite thing to do after we're done. <laughs> we all well, just want we, we to stay home with our pets and our, yeah. and our families. I, it never fails that when we finally have our first weekend 
at home after the season closes, which, you know, it's true. The season's closed. It's not like shutting off a light. There's still so many things to do, but that first weekend home, I always, without fail, end up looking around and going, Oh, it's fall. Look, the, the time has changed. The, the leaves are turning and, and things because you've been in such a hustle. You miss this beautiful time of the year. And man, it's so nice to be home uh, after that and just, you know, just smooth your feathers a bit because before you know it, it's time for Krampus. Time before you know it, it's time to get ready for Trans World. And I don't know, November's like, <laughs> I just kind of open my eyes and say, wow, it's beautiful out here. My family has to wait for me because I, I teach school, so I don't get a break, really. I get a little bit of a break at Thanksgiving, and then I'm not free again until mid-December. Right. And so kind of we switch places, so he gets to be home some, and then I'm at work all the time. And <laughs> Yeah. Well, interesting story. Um, about two years ago, I got a couple chickens, and that um, I was told by their owner, well, they probably won't lay because it's a new place and whatever. And I had a chicken and she didn't have a name and she laid immediately when I got her home. And I'm like, she's providing for us already. She's like Shannon. So she was named after Shannon Hobbs. What? <laughs> <laughs> she provides us egg, wonderful eggs all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so flattered. Truly, that's cool. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to say you're listening to the Roundtable of Terror here on the Big Scary Show. We are talking about haunt spouses. With Shannon Hops, Lassie, Sherry Grosso, our usual co-host, we're going to take a very short break, and we will be right back. Are you looking for a comprehensive ticketing solution for your haunted attraction? HauntPay has the answer. We skip the features you don't need and focus on the ones you like, such as timed ticketing and repeat time slots, variable ticket types, bundle and combo tickets, social media discounts, and now featuring all-in-one options, including managing your tickets online and at the door, as well as upselling and managing your merchandise and concessions, with a comprehensive report on everything at the end of the night. Head on over to hauntpay.com and get started in 60 seconds for free. And we're back to the Roundtable of Terror talking about haunt spouses. We have Shannon Hops, we have Lassie, we have Sherry Grosso, our usual host. And during the break, Jana posed a very interesting question. Take it away. I would like to know the difference between a haunt spouse and a haunt widow or widower. And I believe Shannon had a great definition between. I, I, I got posed- dressed down at Trans World when I posed that, that <laughs> I term too. to her. <laughs> it, just, mm. it just kind of, it was incredulous to me that you would come to me in the middle of the busiest trade show in the entire year for this industry and ask me, <laughs> I'm right there working the booth and you're asking if I'm a widow, because in my opinion, um, a, a, a haunt widow or widower or however, you know, you wish to say so is going to be someone who is not going to be involved in the industry and their spouse or partner uh, is you know, consumed with it until Halloween is over. And, and uh, the people that I have heard call themselves haunt widows 
they that's that is why they're not involved in it i mean they're like they're glad their spouse is having fun but they're not involved in this it isn't their thing which is perfectly okay uh in my opinion if you know it's, halloween is not everyone's cup of tea perfectly fine that's that's not for you and and it could be like you know sherry was saying earlier is that, that you know she didn't start doing haunted houses with her spouse when they got together it evolved during the course of their marriage and that happens with couples you know one, one will just go crazy and say this is the greatest thing i love it and the other it's it's not their thing and they might feel a bit like a widow or widower during the halloween season until that fever of the season that i call it is passed uh, I do not consider myself one. I'm working side by side with my husband every single day and uh, have been since we got engaged. And I mean, truly every single day. So it's, it's not something to say, you know, a widow would mean that we're not working together and that we are not a team. That is, that is my view of that, that term, a, a wife. I you know, made the joke saying a hot wife because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm right there with him the whole time. So we are very much a team. Um, I think that's a great way of describing a, um, a, a haunt spouse versus a haunt. You know, the, it, it, the, 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 the way Shannon described it pretty much encompasses how, how I see it and how others who I've asked that how they how they do it as well as um, you're either in it together or you're not. Well, and and it's it's fine if they're not. It's it's yeah. just that that is okay. It's not your thing. Um, that that means you're waiting for a season to pass because it very much is you know in, for lots of people a season. It's not yeah. necessarily all year for like it is for us. It's it's all year for us, but for a lot of people, it is a season. So. You know, if that's not their thing, that is perfectly okay. But absolutely, if you're, and if you're in step with them, step by step, you're not a widow because you're in it, right? And and we had started on the nautical uh, nightmare. Um, my husband Seymour was interested in in helping rebuild the actual boat. I didn't have any interest in that, but what intrigued me was the haunt aspect. So. Um, I wanted to do the haunt and he, he, you know, he said, well, I'm really not into the, you know, I'm not theatrical. I, I'm not really into acting. And um, he, you know, he was able, we were able to find him a role where I'm very outgoing and gregarious, blah, blah, blah. He's very quiet and, and um, I don't want to say shy, but he, he, he just isn't real, you know, talking and outgoing um and because he was able to to do something that fit his personality it sparked him being interested in the haunt and um being more open to making it um a, a part of his life as well as the passion i had for it and um now he's just as much if not more into you know where it's it's a, a 365 lifestyle i think that you know to make that to make that work you um the haunt spouse 
really has to make an effort to find your place. And, um, and I mentioned that my place, it's changed over the years because we had all these kids um, fairly early on. And we actually signed the lease on the property where we are now in 2007. And so um, my twins were born the year before that. And so in 2007, my boys were seven months old and my girls were three and five. And I tried to come up there and help with the construction like had been my previous role. And um, my youngest daughter, almost immediately stepped on a nail and a board and, you know, and then there were, there were other injuries. It's like, this is a construction zone. Somebody has to parent the children. And so that was my role for a long time. I was just, I was the parent and I supported him in what he did. And I did behind the scenes stuff, you know, and I helped with getting the food for the actors and I helped with doing things on, um, <clears throat> my space um time alert painful <laughs> to say that but uh and then you know later on into uh facebook and all that but so i helped it with the behind the scenes things and then things changed over the years as the children got older and all that and so i think that you have to make that effort to preserve that marriage and i mentioned this before that we're gonna have hopefully, you know, that 30 year anniversary next year, you know, assuming we both make it to that point. But um, so we must have found a way to make it work. You know, we we've we've gotten through some of the tough times. And um, and a lot of it is sometimes I'm just stepping out of the way and just letting him do what he enjoys doing. And um, but some of it, too, is and some of the harder times in our marriage have been when those kids were small and I couldn't be a part of that. And I felt like, you know, the haunt was pulling him away from us. And, you know, I, you'd rather be there than be home with your family and all that. So I think that's probably a common um, complaint of haunt spouses is that the haunt is so fun and cool and interesting and that's just where you want to be all the time you know and then but hey we're over here and you know look kids remember that guy that's daddy (laughs) (laughs) i do tell i do tell a story about one of the first times he went to Transworld, and that's when it was in um, Chicago. And he got snowed in, all right? So he said goodbye to the kids on that Thursday night, and I think he left early in the morning on Friday, and he flew up there, and and they got snowed in over the weekend. And um, so he said goodbye to the kids on Thursday night. About Sunday, one of the kids says, where's daddy? I'm like, baby, he's been gone for three days. <laughs> and nobody knew because <laughs> he was gone a lot, you know, but, um, but you have to fight through those times and, and make the time for each other and find your place. What can you do to, what can you do to be involved in your significance, other, your significant other's passion? What can you do? And there's something, there's so much involved with haunted attractions, you know, like you said, whether it's managing the people or, you know, um, helping with the food or costuming or even acting in some way or managing the, the equipment or helping with the build or helping with the, the behind the scenes stuff, the ticketing, the, the money, the, um, the social media, all that. There's something to be done. Then there's something that everybody can do. I mean, Shannon does it all. <laughs> I would think that even, you know, even if the spouse doesn't want to be involved in the haunt, you know, if they say, you go do that thing, I'm going to make sure everything stays 
keeps running here while you do that. Right. And I'll be here when you get back. That's, you know, that would be still um, showing support and giving, you know, um, that support is very important. Um, even it's if just a hard place involved. to be. That's right. just a hard place to be because you do grow apart. You know, they have this huge interest that, that you don't understand. So you still have to have those conversations, you know, well, what are you doing? And, um, and even if you don't understand all the stuff, like, like, why, why do I need another 12 foot skeleton? Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> I don't understand the answer. <laughs> See, I've been, I've been dating my, um, my boyfriend. We've been together for a year and a half. We've known each other uh, for about four years, but he, you know, he just knew right off the bat that he was going to have to, you know, listen to a lot of conversations about the hunt and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of talk about you know should I do this or should I do that or hey do you have an idea for this and you know so he's he's my sounding board and my support from that end but he's not actually involved in the haunt itself so that's why I made that statement is like I find that very helpful and very supportive um so if someone does have a a haunt widow at home or widower at home um what advice would you give to maybe try to um, make them more want to be more involved or how to include their significant other? I would take a look at, again, their, their interests, their personality, personality. Um, like, like Sherry said, there's so much that goes on to get a haunted attraction, um, you know, built and, um, you know, advertising and, and just all, you know, everything involved, um, try and get your spouse, um, an activity of what they're interested in. Like, um, I have a friend who is into computers and that's their interest. So instead of saying, Hey, do you, you know, do you want to come act or whatever, or, you know, do you want to help, help us with costuming? You know, it's like, um, we have some computer stuff that we could use done. You want, you, you want to, you know, see what you can do with it. And just, I, I would say, try and find a job that plays to, to their interests. Both of those are excellent. Um, they're both excellent, encouraging, supportive ways to try and get your partner to be a part of it as well. Because if, if possible, it's so much fun is something that you can share together. Alan and I really enjoy working together and, and we're a good team and we get along. So it's, it's a real pleasure when we get to, to work together. He teaches me things. I teach him things and I love it. However, if I, I'm just going to add this one thing, if it turns out that your significant other, despite your best, uh, despite your, your best efforts, your most sincere efforts does not wish to do this. This is just not their thing then you got to find a balance. If you're, if you do Halloween all year long, you have to have a balance. If it is just a season for you, find something, some day that is reserved for you to do something that is not haunt related. Um, a lot of times I think that our love for this holiday and this industry is all encompassing. It'll just swallow everything. And it's, it's hard to 
to, to find a balance with that because it is such a pleasure. It is so much fun. It's creative. It's great people. Uh, it's an awesome time of year. And there's so many factors about it that, that spill into the other parts of, of your day to day until it's all you do. And it can't be all you do. So you have to find some kind of a balance with that person and make sure that they, they know that, you know, while it's something that they love, do something with them. This isn't hard. This isn't hard. You can, you can find something you guys do together. You have a, you know, a Monday fun day, uh, you know, what something, and you do something with them and, and keep that solid, stable base of your relationship sacred. Do not compromise that. And there are ways to do that. And I just, I just think it takes a lot of it. it and people say, oh, it takes work. No, it takes thought. That is something that you can do. I think the last thing you want to do is, is alienate or make that other person start resenting your haunts. Yeah. Resenting your time at the, yes. at the haunted house, resenting the time that you're spending with your actors. But you don't because, have to. Yeah. As, as long, you know, cause you definitely don't want them resenting that stuff because that's when you start that, that downward spiral mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, um, it seems like I've seen, you know, the, that if, if if your significant other spouse or whatever isn't into it, as long as they know they're they're still more important than the haunt or Halloween, you know, um, because we tend to get tunnel vision sometimes, and I I think we just need to let the people around us, whether they're involved or not, know, hey, you're still more important than 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 yeah. this. Yeah, it's thought, intention, effort. Same you would do for, you know, your your other family members and such and making sure that they know, yes, I'm crazy about it, but I, you know, you're still right here with me. And and it is possible. It is something that can be done. What about the social aspect, you know, even off-season conventions? Do you see uh, some, you know, haunt spouses going to that just to not be haunt widows and stuff? Um, I, well, if, if they're at a convention, I mean, I'll jump, jump in here. Cause I'm at, I'm, I'm at so many conventions and trade shows with still beast. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know if they're just there to not be left out. They, you know, you showed up and, and hopefully you're having fun. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a great thing because when you go to the social aspects, the social events and, and such, you see, it's not a, a, a mad, insane haunt show night. It's, it's the social part. And maybe they can see some of the appeal. Uh, and, and I will say this, if that haunt spouse is making the effort to go to this so they're not left out, then you too can make the effort to go with them to something. And I'm right. glad you mentioned the social aspect of it too, because for me, um, a lot of what I enjoy about the haunt, I mean, I don't build, I'm not creative, you know, <laughs> I teach school, you know, like I don't really fit into that, but I love the people, you know, so I really enjoy being with 
um, our people and, and meeting up with uh, a lot of the other haunts whenever we go to conventions. You know, that's our favorite part about going to conventions is meeting up with other haunts. And um, of course, we have the big event that we have down here where we invite people from all over to come out to our place and we get to meet up with them. Um, it's not at a really good time of year for me because I'm pretty tied up with work a lot. But, um, but that social aspect is a lot of it, too. Now, I have adult kids, and I have to even, um, not as much now, but especially when I was first getting the haunt going, and it was just so all-consuming, you know, I'd, I'd meet my adult daughter for lunch or something, and I had to promise myself to make the effort to ask about her, ask about how her day's going, ask about her life, before I ever mentioned the haunt. <laughs> I wanted to, I want them wanted them to know that they were the priority um so it goes for your children as shannon said even your other family members so make sure that um you are showing your priorities have any of you ever felt and i'm not saying this in any kind of a negative way but have you ever felt maybe underappreciated for the work that you do i mean you go to the conventions and everybody wants to talk to Alan or Vinny and, and talk shop because, you know, they're, they're the haunt owner that everybody associates as the owner. Um, have you ever just kind of like sat there and, and watched them talk to person after person after person? You know, I'll go to Transworld and there will literally be a line of people wanting to talk to Alan Hops because he's so well known in the industry. And I know Shannon is working diligently, you know, working the the booth and doing things, but have, have you ever looked at that and said, Hmm, I kind of wish I had that kind of recognition or I wish I had that kind of maybe not a line of people waiting to see me, but have you ever felt underappreciated in, in what you do, even though your jobs are so very important? No, no. Excellent. Good. Just thought I would ask through that. I, answer, so. I actually enjoy going to the trade shows because we have our little routine. We've been going to uh, the trade shows for so many years that we kind of know what we're going to do. Um, aside from the drinking, uh, there's other things too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, start a school. Yeah. So yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna you know work our way through the show floor and Vinny's taking his mental notes and um and you know the last day that we're there we're gonna do typically we do a big run through and we hit all the different you know the different vendors and I keep track of everything because I'm the organized one he's the ADHD one and so I make sure I get all of the receipts and so (laughs) and I put everything in a book so you know you just use your your own special talents but um but yeah, I mean, the trade shows are, can be a lot of fun and I encourage haunt spouses to go to those with your significant um, other and experience that and just, you know, see the wonder and the awe that these trade shows are and meet the people, you, you know, the people are, are pretty, pretty darn cool, um, <laughs> you know, and I think that um, if you haven't had a, a lot of experience and um, an introduction to a lot of other haunts, then it's just fun to talk to them and go, hey, so where are you from? And um, what do y'all do and how big are you and what do you have? And it's just, it's just a lot of fun for me to meet the people. Great. But get involved. Definitely. I, I, I'm going to jump in here real quick. Lassie, I, I don't want to take your spot. I'm just going to jump in real quick and then I'll hand it over to Lassie. Um, but, um, you know, Drew made a, um, a, he used an example as all the, you know, a lot of 
a line of people there to talk to Alan. And um, that's uh, what, when I'm listening to, to them, I'm hearing, you know, kind things, encouraging things. He's helping them. They're talking to him. He's learning that they, you know, he helped them do something and that, um, or, or they're showing, you know, look, I made, you know, I made this from your video and what have you. And, and I, I, I couldn't be more proud and I couldn't, you know, there's, there's no resentment in that because boy, what is the alternative? The alternative is going to be people coming up and going, man, I made your stuff and it burned down my haunt, you know, terrible things or you're, you know, you wouldn't answer my email or something like this. And someone's angry. Uh, what, a, what a terrible alternative. Instead, people are coming up and they want to, you know, say thank you. And they want to ask a question and they, you know, they need advice or, or, or what have you. And it's very exciting. So yeah, when there's a line to, to see him, I'm, I'm very proud. And, uh, and I, I promise you when they want to come up and ask me a question, which is usually nothing near as exciting as what they're asking him. Great. But, but no, I'm, I'm very, I, I, I have no problem being behind the scenes, which quite frankly, doesn't happen that often. And I'm not as behind the scenes as I would like to be, but that's okay. I'll be and he I refers get. things to you also. Okay. Like, oh, you oh. need to talk with Shannon about that. It, well, it's usually because he doesn't want to be the bad guy. You know, what he doesn't want is where we're booked up and he won't say we're booked up. I can't come see you. He'll just say, oh, go ask my wife. <laughs> Sends him over to me. So I ride the broom and I'm the bad guy. But no, it's, it's, it's literally, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. I'm very proud of that. So no, no resentment there. Take it away, Lassie. I was just going to say, um, we kind of do um, our conventions the same way. Where, as Sherry, where um, he's kind of got, you know, we walk the show floor together and then we kind of just go off and, and do our own. Um, he's looking at, um, you know, stuff for scenes and building and, and that kind of thing. And I'm more, oh, look at that costume. Oh, let's look at the makeup. And, um, but at the end, you know, we, we talk about the, the things we've seen, um, what impact it'll have on the haunt, you know, is it, as far as spending, you know, the funds. And um, we, we make it a together deal. I'm looking at the clock here and we're starting to uh, probably need to be winding this down just a little bit. Um, any questions from the hosts at this point? Any final questions? Nope. All right. I'm going to throw one last question out to the ladies here. What do you consider to be the most difficult part of your job when you're working either behind the scenes or not? Gosh. It is it, 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 it's difficult. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying my answer is it is difficult. And one of the difficulties is it is fun. Uh, how do you do, how do you say no to something? Saying no is, is the most difficult because everything that is being asked is such a pleasure, such good people. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's interesting. It's um, enriching for people and, and to say, no, I, I can't do that for you. I don't have time is, 
the hardest part. And invariably I try when we're scheduling things, I try to keep a weekend free here and there because we still have orders from Transworld to kick out. We still have other things that we have to do. And you, you have to have a little bit of a downtime here and there. And invariably we give that time away, but we're giving it away to such great people who say, please come see us and you come see them and you have the best weekend ever. And, and the hardest part is saying, for me and for Alan, I'm just going to say for, for the two of us, because we, we, you know, you get one, you get the other. The hardest part is, is saying, no, I, I don't, I can't get there. I can't. It's, and sometimes that's the only way so I physically can't get to you. But at the same time, I'm going to try to figure out a way to physically get to you. And that's the most difficult part is saying, I, is saying no, because everything we are asked to do is such and it's such a pleasure and an honor. And that's, I mean, I know I'm, I, I know we're flirting with danger here because you know, you're going to get burned out or you're going to be worn out or, you know, something, all these terrible things. And I'm just, man, it's hard to, to do that when what you're doing with such excellent people is such, you know, amazing work. It's such an honor, it's such a pleasure to be with them. The hardest part for us is saying no, hands down. And we don't say no. And thus we hustle. I can't figure out why I'm not thinner. I should be thinner. Anyone else? Um, I would say the hardest part is stopping to enjoy the fruits of our work. Um, usually by the time everyone's in makeup, everyone's in costume, I make sure everyone has what they need in there in their spots and we're about to open. I'm looking for the next thing I have to take care of instead of taking time throughout throughout the evening to step back and enjoy the show that we've we've helped create. I I won't lie, you know, it is hard to deal with, you know, 40 people <laughs> at certain times. Um, but I'm sure they they would say the same thing. Some sometimes Lassie is you know, not at her best. And, you know, the, the tensions are, are running high, but I, I would say overall, just, just taking time to, to enjoy the world that, that is thought. I would have to agree with, you know, both of those things and, um, and just add to that, that um, as I get older, um, I find it much more difficult to hang with the 20 year olds. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so there's a physical toll, you know, being taken on, uh, on Grosso over here. So by the end of October, I feel like somebody's run me over with a truck and then back, back over me again. Um, so that's, that's tough. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that my family knows that, Hey, it's one really hard month see in November. Um, so that's, that's kind of hard. It's been tough on our kids having workaholic parents and, um, and we've gotten so far, one of our children is heavily involved. She was, a um, one of our star actors. I don't know if I would call her a star. She was pretty good <laughs> last year, last couple of years. And, um, but now she's looking to go into other roles, but, you know, it's hard on family. It's, it's hard on you as an individual, especially as you get older in this industry, you know, because it's a very physical job or at least it can be. And, um, 
And it's hard telling people no when you have to, you know, sometimes put limitations on yourself just to maybe stay alive another year. And I will say too that Vinny spent um, much of our last haunted house season curled up in the fetal position in our in our uh, control booth because he had a rocking ten millimeter kidney stone that oh, he Vinny. would not get taken Gee. care of. So uh, he <laughs> would not take care of himself because, and we were all like, "You should really consider going on, you know, to the emergency room." He's like, "No, I can't go when we're running," you know. I mean, so <laughs> we all make sacrifices, you know. Um, but we got to take care of ourselves so we can stick around and do this a little longer. Agree. Having a having a uh, seven millimeter the day before Thanksgiving, I can I can relate. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't pass those. No, you can't. <laughs> and removing the stent is no no picnic either. But the final question is, what do you think is the best part of your job as being a haunt spouse? What do you think is the most rewarding part? Um, I I love that we work together. We uh we're we enjoy working together. And, uh, um, you know, road trips and, and coming up with ideas. And I, as soon as I finish with this, I'm going straight into the monster shop and I've got things to do. And so I, it's, it's something that, that we enjoy doing together. And, uh, um, you know, I, I've got uh, friends who say, you know, I couldn't be on a road trip with my spouse. We'd kill each other. And I'm thinking, wow, that's, that's terrible. You should, you know, I, we have a we have a great time together this is a this is a fun this is a fun job uh, that that's that's the danger it's a fun job and and you the, the danger is it's so much fun you just you never stop working um but it's uh the pleasure of being able to work together we really do have a fun time together i would agree uh, you know i it's wonderful to to have something so so important to both of us that we can do together and um there's nothing there's no greater feeling of, of satisfaction than at at the end of, of the last night to you know to give each other a hug and say I'm, we had another successful season and on to the next yeah, just being able to say, look, we did it. Nobody died. <laughs> it was another great season. And just, you know, seeing those reviews when people say, oh, man, that was the best haunted attraction I've ever been to. Or, you know, hey, it was even better than last year. And just seeing um, the the patrons that, that have enjoyed the show that was put on. Um, so that in the end, as well as, like I said, the people, the people are just super important to me. So that, that to me is what it's all about is just the people, our actors and, um, and the community that we have. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. If this was a, if this was a job with people that, that you detest, this would not be the same conversation. No, no. Such excellent people. And uh, I mean, I think that's why it's so hard to, to say no. 
Well, this is the part of the show that we normally call the plugs. So we'd like you to plug your respective haunts that you are working with and let people know more information. If you know your opening night, uh, that would be great. We need websites, social medias. Let's start with Lassie. Tell us about Ghostly Grove in Pinckney, Michigan. How can people get more information? What are some websites and social medias? And do you know your opening night? Yes, we do. We are opening September 30th for um, our 2022 season. Um, we are an outdoor attraction. So you know, it's a nice long walk through the woods with lots of surprises along the way. And websites and everything where people can get more information? Um, we are on F Facebook under Ghostly Grove. Um, our website is www.ghostlygrove.com or HTTPS, whatever. Um, and um, we are in the process of getting um, some of our other so social media up and running but that will also be under the Ghost Grove name. Side question, how's the weather in Michigan in October? Um, September, very beginning, like first week of October, um, warm and then usually tolerable in probably the low 50s <laughs> towards okay. the end of October. Just if curious when it starts it's snowing. <laughs> uh, Sherry, who probably doesn't see snow during during haunt season, tell us about Arcs Mortis. Where can people get more information? Websites, social medias, and do you have an opening night? Well, we did have a little snow for our Valentine event this year, my bloody Valentine, <laughs> which was in February, and uh, so that was that was interesting. We don't norm you don't normally get a whole lot of snow in Alabama. Um, but, uh, so opening night should be September 24th this year. You can find information at arcsmortis.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com backslash arcsmortis, uh, should be open through Halloween. We don't typically go into November because sometimes we try to hit some other haunted attractions around that time, but we're about a 50,000 square foot indoor haunt for the most part. And, um, it's going to be a great show this year. I can already tell from uh, the walkthrough Vinny's put together already. This is a beautiful show. Thank you very much. Beautiful. It's been, been too many years since I've been there. I'm going to have to plan. Come on down. Love it. Come on down. And, and last, but certainly not least, probably because she probably has the most to plug. Shannon, tell us about <laughs> Dark Hour, Stilt Beast Studios, Monster Camp, whatever you want to plug. Where can people get all the information. I know Alan's got YouTube channels and, and yeah. so much stuff. I can't even think of everything you guys do. But that's my job. I got you. <laughs> okay. So opening night of dark hour at this moment, uh, if I have got this correct, should be September 23rd and uh, dark hour haunted house in Plano, Texas is the haunted house where Alan is creative director. I also work there and uh, that is where we will spend our Halloween season. Um, Throughout the entire year, we have Stilt Beast Studios at stiltbeastudios.com. That is our website. We have um, our uh, we have 
two more monster camps this year. That's going to have to do it. And uh, the next one on the 13th, it's two weeks from now, it is sold out. And as we were doing this interview, I had one sellout on the 14th and I have one spot left. And so that is our monster camp. Uh, that is our little school that uh, was created from a martini in a hot tub. And it is a, uh, um, a very special uh, three-day fully immersive workshop where you learn how to make latex masks and it's just art and fellowship and it's very special. In addition to that, we have uh, the YouTube channels, uh, Still Be Studios and the Still Be Live, which is when you uh, get to tune in and see Alan doing all of the live things, uh, all of the, the, he's just in the workshop he's, he's making and I tend to be reading the comments or helping out in some way. Uh, so we are also on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and uh, we also have um, some little behind the scenes called Monster Bites that you can see on the Still Beast Live. I am doing those, and that is a little bit of a video series that is showing what's going on behind the scenes back here because there's always some fun going on. I probably forgot something, but I think that's pretty good. And I know that Dark Hour used to do like seven or eight shows a year. I know you've cut back. Uh, how many shows a year are you planning for the immediate you know, few years? Right now, since the pandemic, we did not open in 2020. We opened last year and uh, we only did Halloween. So we're still recovering from that year of not being open this year. We are only doing Halloween. And should things go well, we have every reason to believe that, that it's going to be a great season for everyone. Uh, we hope to start resurrecting a few off-season shows, perhaps Christmas, perhaps Valentine's. I do not think we are ever going to go back to the madness of eight off-season shows that we did for so many years. While it was cool, uh, quite frankly, I don't know what we were thinking, but it was awesome. <laughs> but but I, I, don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. But I do see, we do have some plans that I cannot divulge right now of some some fun things that we want to uh, to give a shot in the future. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. But for right now, for 2022, it's it's all about Halloween. And the website is darkhourhauntedhouse.com. Darkhourhauntedhouse.com in Plano, Texas. And then stillbestudios.com in scenic Quinlan, Texas. <laughs> Population 1200. I think that's the first place that's smaller than my hometown. That we've had on the show. <laughs> I mean, we are literally, we are truly a cabin in the woods. We are in the sticks, but we love it. I got to make, make a movie about that. Yeah. <laughs> no. What was that, Jim? My hometown was 650 people. Ah, uh, you got me now. See? Ooh, there you go. That's so cool. I love it. I love small towns. Well, I know there's an old saying out there behind every successful man is an even more successful woman, something like that. I can't paraphrase it, but we want to thank our wonderful guests who are the haunt spouses of the haunt owners, sometimes co-owners, managers, etc. We want to thank Sherry Grosso, Lassie and Shannon Hops for coming on the show and talking about what it is to be in this crazy life we call haunting. And I also want to thank our hosts for their contributions, including Storm. You know, getting my girlfriend at the time, now wife, involved in haunting was easy because of the passion, the fun of it and everything. My mother, on the other hand, still refers to haunters as my circus people friends. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's, it's not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't argue because, you know, when it, it, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we had a barbecue and pictures of it are like people, you know, blowing flames out of their mouths and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's not wrong. 
it's one big circus. I also want to thank Meat Hook Jim. Well, you know, I didn't have any problem convincing my wife to do it, but she gets a little overzealous and doesn't listen to me. <laughs> also want to thank Jonna, a.k.a. the Old Crone. You will never, ever, ever again ask Shannon Hops what it's like to be a haunt widow. I learned my lesson. <laughs> it's just, you know, sorry, passionate. My name is Drew Badger, and I'm still waiting for somebody to create an Arbor Day haunted weekend. Hey, why don't you run with that, Drew? We're doing stuff. You go for it, big guy. Uh, I, I got three kids going to college this year. I need a little bit of that cha-ching before I can even consider that. But you're listening to the Round Table of Terror here on The Big Scary Show. Yeah, you'd be surprised how hard it is to get a bank to finance an Amish haunt for Arbor Day. That's true. <laughs> So oh, we have plans drawn up. They just haven't come to fruition yet. Lottery tickets, baby. <laughs> so many scythes. <laughs> you guys can make it happen. And Your Arbor Day has furniture. not come to fruition. Really? Really? But we're, I'm expect- we're, we're expecting like the year 2046 at this point, tentative opening.
haunted house owners, actors, and enthusiasts. Join the new Ohio Haunters Association. We are working with haunters across the state, from home to pro, to strengthen the Ohio haunt community. Open to all owners, actors, makeup artists, prop builders, designers, and Halloween paranormal enthusiasts. The Ohio Haunters Association, where haunting is the heart of it all. Look for us on Facebook. And ladies and gentlemen, as you have probably heard on our show many, many times over the past few weeks, the Midwest Haunters Convention is coming back to Chicago. June 10th with a pre-show tour, the 11th and 12th is the actual convention at the Donald E. Stevens Center in Rosemont, Illinois. Let's just go ahead and say it is Chicago. You know, Rosemont has some fond memories for a lot of haunters out there for many years. Midwest is returning out there. Normally, when we talk Midwest, we get Jen Thaler on the line, but she is unavailable. So we are going to talk to a brand new special guest who hopefully will be a regular talking with us about this. The production manager for Transworld and MHC, Chris Zarobsky, up in the Chicago area. Chris, how you doing? I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Man, I love the enthusiasm. I can only imagine the excitement is building in Chicago as you guys, all your staff, Jen, Rich, everybody else is just getting ready for yet another Midwest Haunters convention. And uh, it just sounds like it's going to be a fun show. It is crazy. Uh, all of the folks that we have working and all of the different teams to make it just the best show we have ever produced yet um, are just buzzing off the walls every day, every night. Uh, we are just working on every little thing to make sure that uh, all the T's are crossed, I's are dotted, and, and we are ready to have a lot of fun. Well, you know, uh, having been to MHC for many, many years, I unfortunately have not been since they moved from Columbus to Chicago. But you do keep a lot of the same things that made it legendary down in the Columbus area, including the pre-show tour, oh, which yeah. is going on Friday, June 10th. We've mentioned it on the ads that we're running on the show. But tell us a little bit because <laughs> that these, uh, these tours can be absolutely amazing. Touring four of the great haunted houses in the Chicago area. What's going on Friday, June 10th? Oh, you aren't kidding. I mean, we are blessed to have such an amazing group of talented attractions in, in Chicago and to be able to narrow it down to just four because we're simply, you know, locked in by time. Um, so we have an amazing lineup for everybody uh, on Friday. We have three full coast buses are very close to being full. So as we as we start our discussion here, definitely don't delay on getting your tickets because they are close to selling help, but we're going to give you all the details here. So um, the four attractions that we are going to, we're going to start off the day at Massacre Haunted House in Montgomery, Illinois. Then we're going to head to Basement of the Dead Haunted House. That's in Aurora, Illinois, of course. Will you stop by Wayne, Wayne's house? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, Evil Intentions in Elgin, Illinois. And then ending at Disturbia Haunted House for a for a nice little show and party to uh, to end the entire extravaganza. Are any of these going to be full show with actors, or are these going to be lights on behind the scenes with Q and As and things like that? 
That's a great question. And what we are so excited to, to bring to everybody is all four of these attractions are going to be in the dark, full operating shows, full staff, ready to go. There will be some questions and answers um, and some opportunities to meet with the, the staff and the ownership of each of the houses when you get out. But we are not stopping the show. We want everybody to get a full experience. Oh, I love that. And of course, you know, there will be food served along the way and breaks oh. and drinks, snacks, whatever, and all that, correct? Oh, absolutely. So right when we get, we're going to, we're going to start a little bit, uh, we're going to start about 10, 15, 10, 30 on Saturday, on, on that Friday morning. And when, once we get to Massacre, which is a little bit of a drive, but we're, we're front loading the travel. So we get to Massacre, uh, we're going to be serving some some bad lunches or some sandwiches, chips, cookies, the whole plethora of things. And then towards the end of the evening, uh, when before we get to uh, Evil Intentions Haunted House, we're going to stop and uh, everybody's going to have a chance to join in at a banquet hall. And we're going to enjoy some me Mex a Mexican fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a, a great show. And of course... Um, I probably should ask this, is bus number two going to be the same bus number two we've known and loved over all the years? Meaning you probably should be above 21, you probably should like alcohol, or don't mind people who do like alcohol, because that, that tends to be a, a bus full of shenanigans, for lack of a better word. So, so I can definitely confirm those rumors. Of course, the legendary Tater will be captaining bus number two. Oh, Lord. Um, and, and everything that you said is right on the mark. It is going to be the wild ride that you expect it to be. Uh, please, please make sure your insurance is paid. <laughs> Very much so. And for those that might not want uh, a crazy party experience uh, or, or maybe want to take a little quick nap, uh, but still enjoy in some festivities, um, I am honored uh, to be uh, to be captaining bus one uh, with Robert Smith, a fellow uh, Transworld staffer. But uh, while well, well, that's exciting... If you want to get into the nitty gritty and you want some exclusive one-on-one -on -one time with an industry legend, bus number three is being captained by the one, the only Alan Hops. Oh my. So you can enjoy all day riding around with him and still party, but you get to speak and talk all things hot with him. Uh, boy, I, I'm almost tempted to switch bus two to bus three. Wow. <laughs> But let's say we all survive the bus tour, and that and that's a big if in, in some cases. Uh, let's talk about Saturday and Sunday, June eleventh and twelfth at the Donnelly Stevens Center. Who are you know? Who are we going to see? Who's going to be speaking? What classes are going to be taught? What are some of the vendors? And all the cool things that people know and expect. And let's just go ahead and say, this is open to the public. This is not a trade show, a business-to-business -business show. This is a fully, anybody that wants to come in and see this, pay their fee, and they get in, correct? Correct. Right on the mark. Right on the mark. We, we, we like to say that Transworld is all about the, you know, the show in St. Louis, the, the Transworld show. We like to say that that is geared towards haunt owners and towards developing your business, making you a stronger haunted attraction. And uh, Midwest Honors Convention is, is where the party's at. It's focused on active development and, and networking and, uh, and just having a good time and making some great memories. So we, to your question, we have 
just an endless stream of things and activities. Uh, we actually were doing a Trans World Live uh, broadcast last night, and then someone uh, very, very nicely quipped, there might actually be more than enough things to do this year. And we took that as like such a, a great compliment. Um, <laughs> as Jen coined, we want this to be a three or more ring circus uh, of just stuff to do. So where to begin? Um, let's talk about sessions, some seminars, educational series. So for the very first time, we have dedicated an entire track just to home haunters. And it's such an unbelievable group of, of passionate folks that so many professionals have started um, their entire journey uh, of their career in the home haunting world. And so we said, how do we not serve that market? And so we partnered with folks like the Chicago Haunt Builders to put together an entire, uh, a whole slate of amazing topics. And if it's all right with you, I'd love to to read off some of these seminars so that your listeners, when they're here, they're like, okay, that sounds like something that would apply to me. Because that's some of the biggest feedback we got. You know, it's like, okay, that's great. That session is, is a lot of money, but it doesn't necessarily apply to me. I'm a low-budget home haunter. I need something that fits my needs. So let's talk about those. We're going to – things start off on Saturday morning, and we're going to talk about pneumatics. Um, the session is called Motor Motors in Motion. Get your home haunt moving with Fright Props. It's going to be taught by Scott Bilbus uh, from Fright Props. He's an amazing, amazing, very intelligent pneumatic haunter. And uh, he's going to teach everybody about that. Um, we've got a session by Jim Slanker from the Chicago Haunt Builders called Bringing Your Home Haunt to Life Introductions to Pneumatics for the Home Haunter. So we've got two different pneumatic classes depending on your different level of know-how. And if you want to get a you know spice up your home haunt, we've got two options here. Of course, we have the legendary Michael Burnett from Fright Night Studios teaching a class on corpsification, how to create a cool skeletal corpse on a budget. We actually had the honor of just talking to him last night. And just what he has planned for this session is, is just crazy. It's off the wall. Um, and he obviously comes with an entire background and a resume that's rivaling, you know, anybody that, that you can imagine. But uh, his fabrication and his talents are just going to be amazing to, to come see that in person. Um, how to build your home haunt to last critical construction techniques to save you time and protect your investment. Keith Newsom. And Ryan Greger from the Ohio uh, Haunters Association. These folks are in, incredibly intelligent. One of the big things that comes up all the time is, I made all of this cool stuff, and then nature destroyed it. The wind threw <laughs> it away. Uh, how do we protect it? How do we build it to last? And that's really the essential part of this, this whole session. Why waste all your time if you're not going to make it to last for years and years and invest in your home haunt? So... I'm really excited to have a session like that. Moving on, and this is still all home haunters here. So some home haunts, many home haunts have actors. And it's important to train those actors and make sure that you try to keep them in that track. Because a lot of those pro haunts, they have aspirations. So home haunt actor training, how to train and retain like the pro haunters by Michael Peters, also a home haunter and member of the Chicago Haunt Builders. 
um, easy, realistic, human, and creature eyes demonstration by Eduardo Talbert. He partners with Alan Hops quite a bit. And this is going to be an amazing demonstration of really great techniques for the eyes, which are an essential part of every dummy that you create. Absolutely. <laughs> um, of course, not to put a good pun on it, we can't do an eye session without talking about how we're all going to see all this amazing work. And so we, we immediately put in a lighting course to talk about how you light things. Again, you're making all these amazing things. Lighting tends to be overlooked sometimes. Um, you know, you kind of go with a low budget option. And so Home Hunter said, let's help people learn how to better show their things like like professional attractions here. So Home Hunter's gone to lighting options that wow your neighbors. And then finishing out this incredible, uh, incredible uh, slate, there's two more sessions. PVC pipe mannequin for dummies, pun intended. Uh, by Rudy Vanderbeest from the Chicago Hot Builders, making some incredible, inexpensive ways to make mannequin-style bodies that don't cost you an arm and a leg. Insert rim shot. Uh, <laughs> and finally, we got a chance to meet with this, this amazing presenter last night. Cheryl Callender is going to teach us how to make head-spinning tombstones. It seems to be one of the, the, the biggest things that people like say, what? how am I going to do that? And we got a chance last night to see some of the, our, our work, some pictures, and it's just going to blow people away. Awesome. Now, can I, can I blow you away for a second? Like all of these amazing courses, and I don't want to sound like an infomercial, but we wanted to make sure that the price point was was there so that the regular person could come. We didn't need to take out a, a second or third mortgage just to make this happen. So every one of these courses that I just mentioned, $30. That's it. $30 a session. That's a great price. Anyway, uh, tell us about some of the people who might be on the uh, show floor this year. We have an entire main floor extravaganza that's going to last the entire weekend. Um, Throughout the weekend, we're going to have things for pretty much everybody that's looking for something. So starting with like an open kid zone. That's going to be open uh, throughout the entire weekend. Um, The Chicago Hot Builders are working together to formulate and build a fully working haunted house right there on the floor. Nice. Um, I'm told it's like eight, maybe 10, maybe 12 rooms. I'm not sure, but really, really exciting that people can go through free. It's all part of your ticket to be able to go through this haunted attraction. And then one of the things, just to touch on education again, we all start somewhere. And so uh, actually just last night we were talking to James Pallas, who is leading the charge on teaching 6 to 12-year-old youth, so six, six, age 6 to 12, in a whole program called Ghoul School. Again, free with your admission to Midwest Honors Convention, but he's going to help plant the seeds and start that journey down this road that we've all gone down. And, uh, and then those youth are going to get a chance to put all of their newly honed skills uh, and put them into practice inside that haunted attraction. Nice. Um, so they'll get some practical hands-on experience. Yeah. So that's really, really exciting. Now, for those that are looking for a little bit more adult fun, <laughs> we have an entire weekend of just craziness. So we're going to have giveaways for anybody 
that's in the Chicago area, wants to come to the Chicago area, anybody that's there, they are going to be giving away uh, VIP tickets to every single one of the sponsoring haunted house attractions throughout the entire weekend. So there's opportunities, just keep your ears busted and things like that. And so we're going to start off with a costume challenge on Saturday. We're actually going to have some makeup demos, of course. Those are, are things that are wonderful. and We love our, our sponsors like Rip City and Graffiti FX and um, just the list goes on and on. But um, the Creepy Creative Costume Challenge, that's our first challenge on Saturday morning. So we're going to get an opportunity here to uh, participants are going to get 30 minutes and they're going to get a badge costume from your favorite costume store. They're not going to know what it is. So, for example, last year in Milwaukee, we gave them and they didn't know about it, a doctor's lab coat. And they had 30 minutes and whatever they brought with in their bag of tricks to augment it, to cut it, to spice it up. And then we had an incredible panel of judges, um, which we're still working to finalize right now. But last year's judges uh, were the ladies from Svenpuss, Stevie Calabrese um, from Face Off, and the head of entertainment for Six Flags, David Major. So really exciting. We're going to have some big name judges uh, that will really, you know, kind of reward some amazing talents there. We have the great haunted relay race this is a brand new event we had pulled a lot of the haunted attractions last year and said hey what do we want to do we want to do something even more exciting and they said we got to get something to get all of our crews involved more but we don't want to do anything with talent (laughs) we don't want like a screaming contest we don't want to like have any sort of haunted skills we want to just have fun and run around and like let's let's do some crazy stuff so we put together this insane relay race, like kind of think Survivor meets MTV The Challenge meets, you know, insert your favorite scary movie type of thing. And we're going to have people running around doing crazy things. It's going to be entertainment and you're going to get a chance to meet all of your favorite haunt actors, uh, all of your icon characters, owners, managers. Um, that's really when it's going to start becoming that big party where if you wanted a chance to meet, insert this actor's name, they're going to be there. You can learn from them. You can friend them and all kinds of fun stuff. So now we've got more stuff here and I can keep rattling off because literally we have so, so much right after that, we're going to do an entire sketch based off of the family feud. We call it the frightful family feud. And we figure we're going to have some fun that, uh, you know, will probably make Steve Harvey's mustache, you know, spin a little bit. But um, <laughs> it, it's a good way we could we could have some fun with a couple of different uh, haunted attractions. But then we have something that's going to make everybody's head spin, literally. Ed Edmonds is going to do an impressive, oh, I want to say exposition. Um, he calls it the Distortions Monster Rock Speed Painting Demonstration. And how it goes is he is going to make a mess. Uh, Dave Gallagher here just with Ed Edmonds' talent. And in 20 minutes, he is going to paint 10 masks. And those masks are going to be able to be given away to everybody in the audience. So 
come see it, nice. come enjoy, laugh, a smile, have some fun, and, and walk away. And, and I mix those up, by the way. It's actually 20 masks in 10 minutes. Wow. That's insane. 30 seconds of mask. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Just, just, just crazy. Um, but it's not done yet. <laughs> Our famous thing that we joke around is, but wait, there's more. Last year in Milwaukee, we introduced a brand new challenge. Um, we call it the hot sauce, the screaming hot sauce challenge. And we invited, we were just talking about all those amazing owners, managers, icon characters um, from all of your favorite haunted attractions around the Midwest. And we invited a whole dozen of them to come and test different hot sauces, ranging from 400 Scovilles to 2 million. Ooh. And we had uh, just a blast. And it was one in, in the feedback forums. They said, you had to bring this back. So um, that's definitely an event you don't want to miss because you're going to get to see a lot of people that make you cry in haunted houses uh, cry on stage <laughs> from the pain <laughs> from hot sauce. Um, we kind of like it. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. But of course, what MHC would be complete uh, without Bloody Mary's Monster Makeup Wars? Of course, the legendary contest is back. Um, nice. Of course. We've, yeah, and it's going to be five teams, um, just amazing talent, and, and 30 minutes to do amazing things and to build this amazing ensemble. Uh, I'm sure all of your listeners know about it, but it keeps getting better because the folks that participate, that talent bar just keeps getting getting better. And that is literally our last attraction on the main stage uh, before we start going to the evening activities. Which again, uh, Whenever you want to talk about that. Some of the best costume balls in the industry are at <laughs> MHC. Oh, and this one will definitely impress. So if you don't mind, I'm going to walk up to that. Um, Leaving the convention floor, we have the return, as you and I had talked a little bit earlier, the return of a zombie march. Um, we are so excited uh, that the Chicago Zombie March folks are going to be here, and they're going to help us facilitate an amazing 30-minute walk around downtown Rosemont, beautiful area. Um, they're definitely not going to know what's coming, <laughs> um, but we're going to be respectful zombies. Everyone's behaving themselves, but um, we're going to be marching around and showing off some amazing talent. From there, we get a chance to go to the 13th floor haunted house in Chicago. Um, it's literally right down the street from the convention center. So we're really excited. It's a brand new location. They have, an amazingly huge facility. So if you've been to any 13th floor haunted house around the country, this is not like that. Um, even if you've been to the one in Chicago before it moved, this is an entirely new experience. The ceilings are like 25, 30 foot ceilings. The place is huge and it's sprawling. We're going to be serving food and screens and 13th floor is going to do all of the amazing things that they do. And then, as you mentioned, the highlight of the, the, the main event of the evening will be our, our MHC costume party, costume ball. 
And um, we are beyond excited. Of course, it'll have our amazing, talented DJ um, who is from Basement of the Dead. So we got to give them a ton of credit um, because they're amazing at what they do. And they bring in an entire whole entertainment rig of lighting and sound and everything. We have our costume contests, of course, with three big awards that the judges will be awarding that night. And then we just signed um, two days ago. So this is kind of breaking news. One of the biggest burlesque shows in all of the Midwest, um, the Vaudettes, are going to be performing throughout the night. So they have a very impressive and unique uh, routine that if you have seen before, uh, you haven't seen it recently because it's crazy. I mean, I just got a chance to see it a few weekends ago and it blew our minds So. You cannot go wrong with burlesque. That's big every everywhere, and uh, uh, wow! I mean, wow! Yeah, this this is going to be an amazing show. You know, the return to Chicago, and and you're not you're not halfway doing anything. It sounds like. Oh, there's it, honestly there uh, people we've talked to are like. We were so excited about coming to Chicago because we thought we'd go be able to go see some of the architectural or get some food. But like, we're going to need to add some days to the trip because <laughs> there's so much going on at MHC. And, and honestly, everything that we just talked about, that's just kind of the main stage in the home hunter track. You still have the traditional track. And we've got a number of other things that are going on besides just meeting with, you know, all of your friends. Um, from all over the all over the country. Wow! It, it, if you're if you're on the fence about going to Midwest Haunters Convention now, hopefully this conversation has <laughs> completely convinced you to go buy a ticket, go get a hotel. I assume the hotels are not sold out as of yet, or are they? Or what's no, the situation? We we actually just Jen and I just briefed on this. There are still some availabilities. The good thing is, is that Rosemont is a heavy convention town for those that uh, have been around. Obviously, as you and I, we remember when Transworld was hosted there. Um, there's lots of offerings. And so the closest hotels may have very, very small availability, um, but but there are definitely options. We just talked about it this morning. So um, don't let that scare you. Like if you have to walk a block, we promise it's worth it. <laughs> So let's review. June 10th pre-show tour going through some of Illinois' greatest haunted attractions in the in and around the Chicago area, including dinner and party buses and non-party buses and a lot of fun. The 11th and 12th, the actual convention at the Donnelly Stevens Center. And it's just going to be a lot of fun. Home haunter seminars, uh, vendors, classes, kids stuff, adult stuff. A Saturday night tour, a zombie march, makeup wars, the great costume ball. Um, how can I get more information? Where can I buy my tickets? Where can I <laughs> sign up for all this fantastic stuff? What are the websites and social medias? I was hoping you would never ask. MidwestHauntersConvention.com. MidwestHaunters, plural, convention.com. And it's super important, uh, again, that you take a look at that website. And, and we are adding things by the day. Exhibitors are getting added by the day. As I just mentioned, like the Vaudettes were just brought on to the costume party uh, just a few days ago. So there are changes and updates and added offerings uh, by the day. So you definitely don't want to get shot out. But certainly 
take a look at that. You know, you had talked about an exhibitor list. And I think if we looked at this exhibitor list maybe two weeks ago, there weren't even half the names on there. And it just keeps growing by the day. So there's going to be tons of people there to 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 meet and to to buy lots of cash and carry options, uh, which are really essential for 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 actors and for people that want to go here, like in true MHC fashion, and want to want to go home with something. So. Absolutely, good luck getting some of it on a plane. But hey, they should. <laughs> TSA may have something to say, but yeah, you know there, there have been stories in the past, but we will not go into those at this time. <laughs> Chris, Chris Zorowski is the production manager of Transworld and the Midwest Hunters Convention. I want to take the time to thank you once again for your extensive knowledge and very enthusiastic promotion of the Midwest Hunters Convention, once again happening June 11th and 12th at the Donald E. Stevens Center in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside Chicago. June 10th, the pre-show tour. There's still a few tickets left for those buses. Um, all the information you need can be found at MidwestHauntersConvention.com. They've got Facebook. They've got all the other social medias out there. Uh, Chris, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful interview. No, thank you so much. And thank you for what you do for the industry and to help educate and spread the word. Your conversations and your topics are just awesome. And we're big fans of them. We listen in as much as we can. And thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to, to let everybody know about this year's party. Absolutely. And we will keep promoting it as long as you'll have us do so. But once again, folks, <laughs> MidwestHauntersConvention.com. Go visit it right now. We'll wait. And then you come back and you listen to the rest of the Big Scary Show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, sir. In 1897, Dr. Alexander Hammond arrived at an institution for the criminally insane only to discover the unsolved murders of several guards. Drivers, where are we? Jerry Bain takes you into Black Moon Asylum, a twisted abyss of torment, madness, and the horrifying mystery of Patient 292. Time for your medication. Black Moon Asylum, a symphonic journey into darkness from Hunstrumentalist Jerry Vane. Download Black Moon Asylum at jerryvane.com, iTunes, cdbaby.com, Amazon MP3, and your favorite download site. What was the incredible secret of the Crypt of the Living Dead? She's smart, 700 years smart, and she ain't about to get sealed up again. Crypt of the Living Dead. Kill me. Put this stake in my heart. Doomed to die one by one. Victims of the Killer Queen. You need more blood. Well, here I am, Anna. Why don't you try me? Crypt of the Living Dead. This tomb must weigh three times. Don't. She's in there. Watch the fantastic horror of Crypt of the Living Dead. Rated PG. <laughs> it's time for Ask the Old Crone. <laughs> when you have a small haunt, most of your staff comes from friends and family, perhaps friends of a friend, and your decision as to whether or not to hire them is more likely to be accurate especially when they are coming personally recommended by someone you trust. 
Plus, it's so much easier to keep an eye on a smaller staff and head off any personnel issues. But as your haunt grows, you become more reliant on hiring perfect strangers. Now, everyone likes to think that they are a good judge of character. And if you're like me, you've made a few not-so-good picks. Unfortunately, all you have to do is look at the news to see that not everyone portrays themselves with full honesty. And in order to protect your business and the rest of your staff, we need to do our due diligence as owners. So just like any business, it's important that you have a process in place for hiring your staff. So let's start with an actual application. And don't be afraid to include questions like, how did you hear about our haunt? Were you referred to us by a current or past staff member? Please list at least two references, perhaps one business related and one personal. And here's a big one. If needed, would you be willing to permit to a background check? Now the last two questions alone might weed out anyone who has something to hide. Now, I investigated the average cost of a pre-employment background check, and it varies anywhere from $25 per candidate up to $100 per candidate. Obviously, the more extensive of a check you're requesting, the more expensive. And this may be cost prohibitive for us small haunt owners. So what else can you do? Well, first, follow up on those references. Google them. Take a look at their social media. And as much as I hate to say it, check the registered sex offender websites. Hopefully everything goes smooth, they're great people, and you're ready to hire them and bring them on to staff. And once you do hire them, make sure the rest of your process is just as professional and that you are clearly stating the pay, the expectations of them as a, an employee, as well as outlining what is not tolerated and what could result in termination. Hopefully these will give you some good places to start whenever you're ready to start hiring for this season. So until next time, don't forget to stir the cauldron. Midnight Syndicate, Midnight Syndicate. I won't tell on the big scary show.
props yourself. If they're worth dressing right, they're worth Von Karam. When you scare enough to wear the very best. Boncaron.com. V-O-N-C-H-A-R-O-N.com. As we slide back into the swamp where we hid the body, we would like to thank the following sponsors. Screamline Studios. Creepy Collection. Dark Imaginings. Fright Finder. Haunt Pay. Von Caron Productions. And VFX Creates. We'd also like to thank Virgil Franklin, Master of the Ether Muse. And we couldn't do this without the three ghosts, including Badger, Haunt Consulting and more, rabidbadger.org. Meat Hook Jim. Check out his other podcast at WrestleHorror.com. And Storm, Rants and More, HauntMinute.com. And finally, you, the listener. Without you, we are nothing. The Big Scary Show is copyright Big Scary Show LLC, and no rebroadcast of this show may be made without express permission of the owners. All music used on The Big Scary Show is used with expressed permission of the artists themselves.